Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. I'm your host. My name is Hannah Norris. I'm an actor and I am a pregnant human and I'm here with my husband. Carl Donnelly. Yeah. Comedian, not pregnant. Pregnant, partner of a pregnant. Partner of a pregnant person. Triple P. Triple P's. (laughs) Not PPE. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, and this podcast, as I'm sure you are aware, is about pregnancy. Um, and we've been recording since week six of my pregnancy and our baby growing. What week is it now? It is week 32. Wow. <laughs> so many weeks. Yeah. I think have we hit... No, we're over seven months, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this is episode 27. Yes. Um, we, the past two weeks, have recorded with guests over Zoom... And we were supposed to be recording with someone today, but we just didn't get organised. Well, just because you've been busy doing so other talking. Be, yeah, I've been t- today. I've been in a cupboard under the stairs all day, <laughs> <laughs> recording an audio book. So as soon as it finished, <clears throat> I'd put a bottle of zero percent alcohol Frexenay. It's like yeah, it's basically fake champagne, isn't it? Fake champagne in the fridge, and I cracked that open <laughs> after my long day of work, and it's actually really delicious, and I recommend it, and I feel like a real lady. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel a bit drunk? Yeah, I feel a bit drunk, <laughs> <clears throat> even though I'm not. Um, it's really nice, so I recommend that. I was given it as a gift by Max um, and yes. Leah, who had their baby a few Both weeks ago. Yeah, lovely. Um, so week 32, I'm going to, we haven't talked about the size. No. So this one, I think this one is really dumb. It's a pomelo. I don't know what that is. I'm not really sure either. They're like a big grapefruit. You some, they're kind of green and like a big grapefruit. And I think there's no way she's like, she's way bigger than that. Yeah. Cause some of them all see, yeah, some of them seem to drop the, the size before. I looked up the... The animal and the um, bakery options as well. Yeah. So the animal is a naked-tailed armadillo. Right. Now that is like a... They've got weird kind of shells on them and stuff, don't they? Yeah. It's like an otter or something. Well, they're big. Yeah. So that makes more sense. It's bigger than a... And bakery, what would it be? Sourdough bread or something? No, it's it's like this long baguette that tears into rolls. Okay. (laughs) They make more sense in terms of size. Yeah. Because I think she's supposed to be 18 inches. Also, once you get to this size, fruits really don't really... The shape throws you off. They keep trying. (laughs) They keep trying to say it's the size of that fruit. Just keep saying... What they they should start doing is it's a large pineapple. You know what I mean? You'd be better off just using another one that you've used before and just say it's a big version of it. It's a pineapple with an orange on the top and two cucumbers (laughs) out the side. And then two zucchinis out the bottom. Yes. Um, so yeah, apparently right now she's at the birth length. 
Right. She'd probably be close to the birth length, but not birth weight. Yeah. Right. She's a little skinny. Yeah. Lady. She's a little model. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's interesting though. Talking about being skinny lady, I started. A friend lent me a book called The Gentle Birth Method by Dr. Gowrie Motha. I think that's how you say the name. Um, and I started just flicking through it last night. And so she's a, the, the person who's written it. She's a doctor and I think she's from Sri Lanka. So talking originally like straight up about how birth in Sri Lanka and India is all just very natural and yeah. and women give birth and talking about women in China who will be in the rice fields and then just a baby comes out within an hour yeah, yeah. while they're out there and, and how we've medicalized it so much and all, all that kind of stuff that we've been talking about a bit throughout yes. and that we talk about off off air <laughs> as well as on air. Um, <clears throat> so she kind of looks at her, her medicine. She's um, an obstetrician and was going, it's people making it too hard in the hospitals and how to make it easier and sort of looking at a program of throughout your pregnancy, how you can best prepare your body for birth yeah. and, and that kind of thing. Um, so there's bits of Ayurveda and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the first section is about, it's quite a lot about diet and foods to avoid. And there's one thing she reckons in the month leading up to the birth that you should, gluten should go. Really? So there's something about, I don't know, the way just your, the water retention or something oh, about the way your Bad timing. Body I'm currently to trying to make my first ever sourdough bread. Yeah, you As on, is every person on, on lockdown. Got on board the lockdown. <laughs> I know. Well, it's not my fault. We got given a sourdough starter. Hmm. So it's... Uh, it's well, not I wasn't, my fault. <laughs> it's not it's your, it's your friend. <laughs> it's not actually <clears throat> our friend. But like, you know, the, the fact I wasn't going to make sourdough. But I do make bread. Out. Yeah. So maybe I need to... Are we, do we both have, do I have to do it as well? No. Well, you can if you're having sympathy. For That's what I mean. But, but it was also... So she's like, don't eat refined sugar and... Um, or things like that. <laughs> That's going to be the hard one. Yeah, but I like immediately after reading that, I no, I just I had to skim past it and not think about that because I know that that will actually make trying to do that and do sort of restricting in terms of mm, you know times in my life when I've been on diets and things yeah. like that. That that does way worse for my mental health and my. General health, like if I was thinking about trying to eat in a particular way, yeah. Well, I, I think don't, you eat, very, I don't think you I eat would healthily be... and well, but you also like a treat. Yeah. Whereas I think, yeah, and that's actually, I think, yeah, I think you would find it more annoying. No, and like I, I would, yeah, I would start to, to just... not be as healthy. I don't. Think, well, that's what I mean. I, I think stress. people, the people that really, f- I think, mm. I know what I'm like. If I've got, I'm very. I fight against the diet. I've not. I'm not good at it. I never have been. Mm. But I think because you eat really well already, I don't think you have to worry. As, you know. Yeah. I think it's it's good if people have a bad diet to probably try something quite extreme because they need to break out of a habit. But I don't think you just have happen to eat the odd chocolate. But also for something like, you know, <clears throat> women, we spend a lot of our lives restricting and trying to get skinnier and <clears throat> all those things again like that Jess 
Foster Q talked about in her show about building her body through body yes. building and be, being strong. It's the same way kind of being pregnant, like being bigger is good and feels good right now. Yeah. And like I do, I love my body, yes. which I don't usually do. I don't, I don't, I've stopped hating my body. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not not in the same way that right now that I go, oh, I love it. It looks yeah. so cool. <laughs> and I want to wear tight clothes and kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, just that I love it and what it's doing. Sounds like hail or something. Oh, well, it hailed <clears> earlier <throat> on when you were in your cupboard. <laughs> I was hoping you couldn't hear it. I couldn't. Oh, that's good. That shows the soundproofing's worked. Yeah. So, yeah, sort of feeling really comfortable in my body and that if I started to try and think about restricting food, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would not be good for me. Yes. So I'm just going to drink my 0% <laughs> alcohol <laughs> and have a great old time. Um, and with diet and things like that, I was also... Oh, sorry. Oh. I went to pick up my water and I knocked a thing over. Vitamins and things like that. The One of the things in my app this week talked about vitamin b12 mm. which as vegans we take a spray yeah. every day because you're not spread like can you get it in any i don't know maybe in mushrooms Is it mushrooms? Yeah. yeah but you have to eat shit yeah, yeah. so yeah we've taken a supplement forever yeah but then they say be um that it's actually quite common in non-vegans to have b12 yeah, um, deficiency. Deficiency, yeah. But a thing so that they recommend that everyone should take one. And we've just got this little spray. They're really good. You just do four sprays under your tongue in the morning and that gives you your B12. Um, and I think it's in my multivitamin as well. Yeah. But I've read a thing that said it's good for the baby's sleeping. Like if they've had enough B12 while they're in utero, yeah. it helps them be good sleepers. So. Double up the spray. We'll see if that's um, that's true yeah. or not in a little while. And omega three as well, because that's supposed to be good for growing brains. That's brain. It's a brain one, stuff isn't it? like that. And so we take a vegan one we of do. that, which is from algae. I think because you're supposed yeah. to get it from fish. That's well, where lots of people yeah, do. Yeah, fish obviously. Fish eat the algae, <clears> then they get the that's, they produce it. But you can get it from the algae direct. It's in walnuts and things like that as well. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an oil, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and flax seeds yes. and things like that. But they're both good things that we have been taking, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as well as having treats <laughs> <laughs> and not stopping having treats. Yeah. Um, the we're doing NCT Tomorrow. classes. Yeah. <laughs> um, first one, but we're doing it via Zoom. Yeah. So this week we got an email which um, invited, like gave kind of the rundown of this is going to be happening and these are kind of the times and um, some resources to look at. But it also had the link to the WhatsApp group. Which we put off for a couple of days. Which we were like, we like were I, so don't wanna I don't want to join it. I don't want to be in the group I want to join yet. it ultimately. But yeah. yeah, I think we were both nervous about joining yet, having not seen the people yeah. involved. So I joined, Carl made, was like, you do it first. So I joined first and then Carl joined. And still, no it's asked. just us and the leader. We're the yeah. nerds I know. in the group just waiting for so some bit, yeah, all I the think, cool people. But I reckon, hopefully, the dream outcome is everyone else is similar to us in that they've gone, oh, we don't want to be the first in. Yeah. And they're actually quite nice, cool people. Yeah. And when we, we virtually meet them tomorrow, that every, they, everyone goes, oh, right, it's, everyone's fine. I can join now. But it also, like, we're there already, so everyone else has to, like, meet us. 
Yeah. Like we. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we think that next week's podcast, we're probably just going to talk all NCT because we've yeah. got that all weekend. Yep. Nine till four thirty so on Saturday and Sunday. Job. Weekend job. <laughs> yeah. And then a breastfeeding <laughs> one next Thursday. Yes. And yeah, randomly meeting people. Who we don't know. I know. I still, you know, internet. I can. I, I was saying earlier on that I think, you know, it's going to be very different to, you know, when you meet people in person, you get a real, a much better sense of them, don't you? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the real benefits I've heard of NCT is you can make friends that you will have for years. I've got a slight fear that putting it digitally mm. will, will just maybe make that much harder. I um, I've been listening to a podcast, a baby podcast. With Josie Long and Johnny Donahoe, called Josie and Johnny are having a baby. Um, I've kind of I I when we first started recording this podcast, a friend of mine said, "Oh, you know that Josie Long's done a baby podcast," and I kind of put off listening to it until now. Um, but they have recorded it right. It's two weeks before Whoa, she was due. Yeah. So they're looking more at the parent, like kind what, of more where we're we at now. Comes, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is definitely what is going on in our minds i think like yes. she's going to be here soon oh god <laughs> um and listening to their podcast johnny told a story on today's one about turning up early for an antenatal class yeah and he said um oh me and josie have broken up but i paid for it so i just thought i'd still come <laughs> and said that no one laughed oh, and no. the teacher was like just got concerned and was like oh, okay well I'm, i suppose you can still be here oh, no. So that's uh, then, then they kind of talked about pe- people can be quite sensitive in that situation because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's all sorts of different ideas that people have about how they're going to have their baby, how they're going to bring them up, all the birthing questions. And yeah, but also that's I suppose there is that's the fear as well of yeah you're suddenly thrust into a group with people and oh you're all going to be friends. They used to, the assumption is oh you're all going to stay in touch. Yeah, and you know there is that. I definitely will be. Uh, ch- keeping a check on myself and not saying anything out of turn, I think. Yeah. Especially tomorrow. F- the, the Saturday one, I'm going to be best behaviour. If everyone seems cool, Sunday I'll <laughs> let rip. The moment everyone's in the group, I'm just linking to our podcast episodode. <laughs> oh, God, no. That is not happening. They will not find Guys, out about here, this. Guys, yeah, this until. is um, week 32. Because <laughs> <laughs> now, because what if we talk about them? Yeah. That's, I mean... Then they'll find out. We've got to keep it a secret. Maybe. Okay. But our our podcasting fame might <laughs> precede us. <laughs> well, that would be the worst day one. They'd be like, oh, you do the Geese Jaggers podcast. <laughs> we're like, no. <laughs> I know, I don't think. Well, maybe that will happen. That would be kind of cool if it did. Oh, I would not like it. <laughs> um, I was. I had this... Remember, remember, <laughs> I, had, I had this remember this week. I had this memory this week. Yeah. About um, maybe maybe ten years ago, when I was no a bit less than that, eight eight years ago, I was seeing a counsellor, and I'd I'd been engaged before. We were together for four years, and we broke up, and kind of had visions with him about the idea of having a baby like you know the fact that we're engaged and we were going to get married was part of the kind of tapestry of the thoughts of that and then I I remembered thinking about how I did think I still wanted a baby in the future but I was kind of of the 
the mindset of that I would probably do that with a friend. Like I couldn't imagine being with someone. <laughs> like <laughs> the idea of finding a partner seemed harder than the idea of having a baby right. with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that if it came down to it, that I would do that with a friend. Yeah. Um, and I was just wondering what you had, like what your thoughts had ever been through your life about babies and... I'd, I'd always um, not particularly seen it as a thing. Mm. Like I'd always, I've always liked kids and babies and, but I've never ever, I don't think, and even, what you know, previously married similar you know mm. we started looking into it and uh you know i don't think i ever actually it looked in i could never imagine it in my head i never imagined mm. it as a reality even when we were trying yeah i i always just thought i oh, were trying and it might happen but i still couldn't picture the actual scene of the family yeah uh but yeah but until, until we were together it's the first time i think i actually probably relatively quickly could suddenly see it as a a real thing that could happen yeah. not only could happen but i would like to happen as well yeah so i think that it was probably just that it was that thing of i could never fully take it from an abstract idea to a possibility until i was in a situation where i was happy enough to yeah. to think that would be a valid and nice thing to do because i've always had that thing of i don't want to have a family unit like my own not yeah. not you know not I think my parents now get on better than they ever have mm. but you know growing up there was some you know there was periods when I was like this is exactly what I don't want to bring a child into the yeah. world with so it, I suppose it was wasn't until I was in a situation where I was like that is absolutely not the case yeah that now I'm comfortable to do it yeah I am um, I was thinking about that as well the fact that you know both our parents both our sets of parents are still together yeah which is unusual. Yes. Um, and yeah, just like I, I feel grateful. Like even though for me, once we were kind of together and it was, this was on, our relationship was on. I was like, yeah, I would like to have a baby with you. The fact that it's taken quite a lot of time is actually really good. Yeah. Because we had a lot of time just to hang out the yes, two of us and travel and do things yeah and yeah i don't feel like we're missing out on any we've got a lot ticked off a list before yeah. we have settled down had essentially a, had a good time yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's loads of non-zero percent alcohol yeah. um and then thinking about how like where i'm at now in the pregnancy thinking so much about birth and particularly you know about the idea of having a natural birth like that I haven't really considered any of the um pain relief options right yeah like yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want to have an epidural I don't want to have things I don't yes. want to have I don't want to have pain relief but you know that might change of course and just but just thinking about that like going I want it to be really natural and then remembering but we've done this by IVF which is complete science yeah like that that suddenly felt i was like oh it's it's it, we haven't had a natural pregnancy no it'd be nice though i think there's something part of me feels like it'd be a nice conclusion to something that we you know 
we 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 may not have needed IVF. You know, it's yeah, that, it's the fact that it hadn't happened, even though there was no there was actually physical reason it yeah. hadn't happened. But the fact that we did IVF and we were very lucky that it worked, not just worked, but we were really super lucky it worked first time yeah. as well. Um, Which I looked up those stats the other day from the clinic that we went to. Yeah. Um, it was 20% from my for 37 years old and older yeah. from the clinic we went to it's like a 20% 20.1% yeah, chance yeah. of success and they compare that to outside of the clinic which is like 18.6% yeah. chance so that so in my head um, I, the fact that we had a little scientific intervention mm. and that gave us a little help in hand and then everything since then has gone very smoothly yeah. luckily again um, some part of me would think it would be a really nice thing to we needed a little help and then it turned out it actually went very smoothly. But again, also, I've been on progesterone for months now. Yes. And I can't, like, I just keep not registering with that either. Like, that I've been taking a hormone. Yeah, I suppose that was related to the fact you'd had a, a, a thing in the past that, yeah. was, that caused that. But still, even though that thing of going, that's all been really smooth and yeah, easy yeah, yeah. And, suppose, and good yeah. which is how I feel like I felt good about the whole process even doing IVF like that didn't fuck with my head and no. didn't mind doing the injections every day and yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. the the procedure that we went through to do that yeah um, but I suppose there is a bit of a it's a misnomer a bit I think talking of natural birth mm. you know it's it's about I think even like like, like in, since the last episode I've read that uh, the hypnobirthing book yeah. that you read that you put on my reading pile and I finally got round to it and I rattled through it I thought it was great um, and you know that whole that is hypnobirthing essentially is the modern you know Western thing of trying to have a natural as natural a birth as possible mm. uh, but even then it's still being done within the confines of the fact you live in a, a developed country and even you know if you have it at home. Uh, with a midwife there and all that, it's still all you've still got all the stuff. You've yeah. got the support, so it's as natural as you can have it in the society we currently live in. Yeah. So I do think we sort of, I think we convince ourselves that we, you know, it's you know we're vegans, man, and, we, and not just us. And this happens to everyone in their life who want everything to be natural. We're only actually living as natural a life as we can without moving into the woods. Yeah. And you giving birth you know leaning against a tree <laughs> with no one else around and just me and then we don't we wash the baby in a river you know actually we could we could have a home birth yeah just with a midwife everything goes super smoothly the placenta falls out and the umbilical cord falls off naturally we're still ultimately being very well supported yeah. by a health service so i think that's what i read that book and i was like this is excellent but it did make me realize that it, we're, yeah, it's only a natural up to a, a point, isn't it? Yeah. With that cultural thing as well, <clears throat> um, I'd mentioned, who did I, uh, it was when we talked to Katie Mulgrew a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and I just finished reading that book about elimination communication. What was that? That's one about babies not using nappies. Oh, yes. And Katie had sort of, hold of heard of it, but not really. And, yeah, I think that I first heard of the idea from somehow hearing that Catherine Ryan's daughter Violet was potty trained very early, like yeah, before yeah. she was one or something like that. <clears throat> and I'd always thought it was some kind of secret and didn't know how that was possible. <laughs> and I think I just looked up on 
Twitter one day and a couple of people had res- like, I think she was on a room 101 and she talked yeah. about it. And people had said, EC, EC. And I was like, what the fuck is EC? So I did my own research and that's what they called elimination communications. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, it's basically the idea that we train babies to go to the toilet in nappies. Yeah. That um, by that they don't know, like they have to shit and wee. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Um, and the fact that we put them in nappies, they go, oh, this is how I do it. Yes. And so then when you're trying to get them out of nappies, you're having to retrain them and go, no, it's not how you yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's potentially something that you can do much earlier on and through kind of picking up on their cues and responding to just getting to know them in the same way that you get to know them when they're hungry and yeah. when they might need to go to the toilet and you hold them over a potty. <laughs> <laughs> and it says you can do it from like the very start or you can start later on. Like there's no – and you can do it full time. You can do it a bit of the time. I'm, I'm game for trying it. Yeah. And anyway, Catherine's doing – a her, a solo podcast at the moment called Telling Everybody Everything, and there's an episode where she talks about it. Oh, so really? I just listened to that this morning. Yeah, and she's talked about it much more. Like she's just like, I just had this thought of why don't I try putting her over the potty? Yeah. Like I gave her some. She was about three or four months old. I gave her some. She was eating bananas and stuff, and I could see in her face when she wanted to go to the toilet. So I just tried it out and managed to do that before she was ten months old. And she was talking about um, just culturally how. Again, it's in the Western world where we go. You put nappies. Do you on. still put? Do you still? Do they still wear a nappy when they're out? You can. That can be a choice you can make. But I mean, so even like, so what I'm just thinking is, once you say you do manage to potty train them mm. by ten months old, 
Um, when you go, if you're out for a day's excursion, seeing the sights, whatever you're on, go to Hyde Park. Sure, do do you put a nappy on as a precaution, just in case they forget their training? You can do, but you can also take a little potty or a okay. Tupperware container. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that bit I'm not 100% Because that was the thing that Katie was with. saying about how she'd heard someone having a baby on the ch- having their baby on the tube and then getting a little potty out of their bag yeah, and yeah, yeah. making their baby do a wee on the tube. I suppose there is that, isn't there? That's part of it is what, the effect on other people. Yeah. I, I suppose, should you care about that? I but don't But it's know. all the, like, you know, if you're taking a pram out, you're taking all the stuff out, then you can take a potty, a little potty. Yes. But as well, like Catherine was saying, I just listened to it this morning and she was like, I don't want to be sitting in McDonald's with your five-year-old who's still wearing a nappy. Absolutely. Who like so if they're if they're neurotypical or whatever, that they have no reason why they shouldn't be able to go to the toilet. At that yeah, age. and also the longer you delay it, the harder it's going to be because yeah. they become more ingrained in their own ideas, yeah. and suddenly they're just like, "What? Why would I possibly go to the toilet? I can just shit while I walk." Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. I think if you gave most adults the option of a nappy, if it was culturally acceptable, we'd probably pick it out of ease. Yucky. But, you know, I think, yeah, there's definitely something to be said for doing it as soon as possible. So I think that is an idea to <clears throat> that we're going to try. And, you know, there's. I think it's fair as well with people saying you don't want to give yourself more admin yes, than you need. I think Katie was, yes, pointed yeah, that and I think out. And I totally see that. Yeah, well, <clears throat> um, And, maybe, you know, we'll find that. But I think being open to it and going... Is this a thing? That well, we can... I think it's like anything with having a baby. Like, you know, like this, it's, we've heard from people like their birth plans. Yeah. You have your birth plan that normally goes out the window to a certain degree, then your next one. And basically, it's about having options and, uh, that you have in your ideal and be flexible to that not happen. So the ideal would be you have a baby that comes out and walks straight to the potty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. so that would be, the, you know, what I'm saying. In that... <laughs> and locks the bathroom door behind them. <laughs> Don't want to see that just shit. Just gets it done and comes back when it's finished. But <clears throat> the, fact, the fact that, yeah, you know that's not the case. So you just start working from there down. Of It would be nice if we could make it work. But let, I don't think we're too um, cemented to the idea no. that it will be upsetting if it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's also one of those things that I think we've been doing throughout the whole pregnancy through talking to other people and doing our own investigations <laughs> and reading kind of seeing what what are the possibilities like yes. what are the different things throughout the pregnancy and then afterwards once the baby's here yeah how differently things can be done yes i've got to read that i'm going to read that french book again really just to look at it to remember what they were okay. saying <clears throat> but i think there's interesting stuff in there that i might have changed my mind on yeah. Since reading that's it. That's true. Um, initially. Because the book I just finished the other week, last this week, was the Dis- Discontented Little Baby book, which when we'd gone to visit Laura... Oh, it's Dunneman? Dunneman. <laughs> Laura Dunneman. Um, she had a copy of that. I know, it's Laura June Man, isn't it? Sorry, that's this what is what we always do. We can, we can never work out how to pronounce her surname. That's why I always just say Laura. Yeah, Sorry, it's Laura. Laura. We know her as Laura. <laughs> but I think it's June Man. I can't, anyway. It looks like Dunnerman, but I believe it's June Man. Um, she had this book, so I got a copy. And it's very much about baby's cues and responding to the baby's cues and and that they just think they're going to die all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't look after them, they think they're going to die. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You feed them and you, and you listen to them. And so that kind of controlled crying or putting them in a different room and yeah, 
you know, so I can't really remember what the French idea was with that stuff. If I remember correctly, it's pretty on board with the controlled crying mm. business. It's about, you know, yeah, getting them just to get themselves to sleep as soon as possible. But there was also this thing about the pause, like that you waited. Oh, yeah, you do, basically, it's, you, don't, you don't just like, you know, two months old, they're crying. You don't go, ah, oh, they'll be all right. Give them an hour. It's about them easing into that, you know, just... Whereas they cry, you're at them. Normal, that's yeah. your instinct. It's to just give it a, a bit of a breather, just so you know they learn an element of self sufficiency. I guess this book as well. Um, I think it was this one. Is that crying is quite a late cue? Yes. So there's other things and other ways they will have tried to communicate to you before that, before they get to the point of crying. Yeah. So if you. Um, if you're communicating and if you're in tune, then you should be able to pick up on cues yeah. before they get to crying. Well, I suppose that's what I remember about the, f- the French kids book is what I took from it. A lot of it was about how them treating, even treating babies with the respect that they are yeah. autonomous. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they are at that age so vulnerable and that's why they everything they need that you have to provide. Yeah. But at the same time, they are still... A conscious little human yeah so that is that you know you've got to try and remember that when parents that was another thing on one of the josie and johnny podcasts where someone just said your baby is dumb as shit oh yeah cool yeah i mean that's like they're all that's the thing you've got to remember they know zero they know absolutely nothing but they are still a you know an evolved yeah. mammal who knows how to who knows yeah, what yeah, they yeah. need to do to survive yeah. in that moment if it's crying that's what it is yeah. you know so i think there's remembering trying to remember that so when they're crying you don't just think i want a, an annoying little shit it's like you said they think they're gonna die they think yeah if they can't see you you're gone and they're hungry it's like well this is it i'm gonna starve to death that's yeah. their instinct so i think it's trying to remember that they are they've got their own thing going on in their head yeah. even if it isn't the most conscious developed thought of you know knowing that you're nearby yeah, but they're still dumb as shit. But they are, you know, they are. They're also probably more aware than you realise. Yeah, there was another thing I saw on Twitter with someone saying, um, his wife brought their six-week-old crying baby into the room, and said, "Should we give the baby away?" And he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, why don't we try and sell it?" And she was like, "No, shall we give the baby away?" And she had the scales in, <laughs> in front of her, and he was like. <laughs> didn't mean it i love it really (laughs) um and we've like we've been quite productive this week in terms of setting up house yes for baby which you know i i started to get okay we needed we needed somewhere for our baby to sleep that is a thing that is a real thing and that was one of the things that we didn't have yeah and then i started you know i'd been really keen on the idea of a moses basket and then there's the ones you can put next to the bed that kind of open up and then you can buy them on eBay and you just get a mattress to go in it or you can buy things, you know, first hand, first hand, new. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then all the different Moses baskets. I was finding, I found some beautiful ones that are hand woven in Ghana that are so nice, but they're 170 pounds. You can only use them for a couple of months because... The baby yeah, grows yeah, out yeah. of them, apparently. And then different ones that then the mattress might have wool in it and we don't wear wool. And then yeah. trying to go, is that like wool? Yeah. <laughs> and, 
kind of go, I, I just go into a loop and I'm like, I just got to look this thing up again and I'm going to look this thing up again. Whereas at the same time, getting culled to just like things on eBay. Yeah, I was keeping an eye he'd show me, he'd Show me ones and I'd be like, no, yuck. Yeah. Yuck. I like that one. Oh, that's nice. Um, and so we saw one that was a 1940s wicker Moses basket. So it's coming. I mean, this is this is pretty much the same story as the pram. Absolutely. <laughs> it was super cheap starting bid. Yeah. Out just outside of London, so it would need collecting. With a stand. With a stand. But it had a little note which said, um it said basically 1940s Moses basket. Yeah. And it had like um in brackets for use with dolls or toys. Yeah. And we and the size of it, you could just about see enough things in the background. I I thought it looked quite big and for a baby, mm. but we couldn't be certain. And I um, put a bid on it before I'd noticed the toy and baby yeah. thing. So I put a bid and then suddenly thought, I think I might have made a mistake here and I'm buying a toy basket. Then... Um, With a maximum bid of £15, I right? I put a maximum bid of £15. And at the same time, I'm looking at other ones and going... Oh, maybe maybe we should get this one that's like hundred and sixty yep. bucks or two hundred bucks. Or, but then I was like, okay, we'll just if we get this one, we'll get it, and then we'll, and see, we'll see if it's suitable. And I even said, like, you know, it might be a case. It's just a bit weak, and it needs a bit of reinforcement. I could do that. Yeah. Long story short, we drove to Guildford. Got it for five pounds. Five pounds. <laughs> picked it up. Uh, it's massive. Not massive, yep. but it's a full yep. size Moses basket. And this, I had a suspicion this would be the I even I said, I bet it's actually for a baby and it's really nice and old. And uh, they just saying that because they don't want, you know, they don't want to say Safety. beautiful baby's basket. And it actually does need reinforcement. And if somebody puts a baby in it on day one and it falls <laughs> apart. We got home. I got a message from the lady, Catherine, saying, uh, just out of curiosity, um, do you mind me asking what you're going to use it for? And I said, is it exactly the same as the pram? Because it's been in the family. I said, uh, actually, if I'm honest, we're going to use it for our first baby you know i said i i picked it up and i when i bought it i just thought if it needs reinforcement i'll reinforce it we're going to get a new mattress and she was over the moon yeah because she said it'd been in her family since, since the, the 1940s. 1940s and she says she thinks it's older because she thinks it was donated to her family in the, in the 40s yeah so it would, might have been 30s and she's really happy that we're going to use it for a baby yeah so um we've also bought full victorian outfits yeah <laughs> And you live in a cupboard. I, I live under the stairs. I will not be showing my ankles to anybody. Um, <laughs> and I was so like, yeah. yeah. I said the other day, which I think kind of shocked you, that I reckon I'm going to be embarrassed the first time I go out with a pram, which I think I would be if it was any kind of pram because I'm suddenly a new person in the yeah, world. Yeah, I think so. Like I'm like, mm, got a baby now, everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's just weird a pushing shin. a thing around as well, just... It's how when's the last, when, when have you ever had to walk anywhere pushing a a vehicle? Mm, no, probably not. No, I'd feel embarrassed if I walked down to the shops with a trolley. You, <laughs> you like you when you have to pull a suitcase behind you. It, I almost, hate it. I absolutely hate pulling suitcases because it's too noisy. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there is that. But there's as a well. definite identity. Like yes. you step out of the house going. I have a baby now and yeah. it's in here and I'm bringing it out. <laughs> and with that as well, we've also picked up yesterday. We had a great mission where we got the Moses basket and then we <clears throat> dropped past a couple of other friends at a socially safe yeah, distance. There was a lot of stand at the end of uh, like paths yeah. having a chat. Like two meters from a doorway. Yeah. And we were given some gifts and a book and then our friend Heather, who we got 
a baby bath from and yeah, like so many vacuum guys. packed um leopard print onesie for the yeah. baby little little um yeah loads of loads and loads Just and loads, loads, and, loads of nice of clothes. and and in that one they we included a wrap we had a like practice a, on the wrap. Yeah, we had a <laughs> practice baby wearing wrap go last night. Where I looked up the website and watched a video, and I just couldn't, couldn't. They have to put it on around an X on the back and then an X on the front. And on the front, I we've got this weird doll that Carl got for a photo shoot. Yeah. Where he, um, yeah, it was for his Edinburgh show. That's not happening because there's no Edinburgh. Yeah. And this baby has a moustache drawn on it, drawn on it, and it's also wearing a, a. Beanie a bit. I put a vegan beanie vegan. on it, and it's sort of got an outfit on. It's a bit yeah, like a unicorn. Yeah, it's a. It's a. I put a photo of it on Instagram the other day, and one of my friends was like, "It genuinely looks like a cross between you and Carl." <laughs> and it's, true. it's true. It does. So anyway, we've got this doll. So we were trying to put this in the baby wearing sling. Work out how to cross it, and I think we got there. Yeah, yeah. We and it was a really out. good thing to do. So it was actually because it was. I've I've never understood how they work. Yeah, I always thought. You know, the ones where you, it's a proper harness and they, mm. you put them in and then you strap them in. I get that. Yeah. But these ones I've always seen, I'd be like, how do they not fall out? And actually having had a go at it, it's so secure. It feels yeah. really secure. And also, I imagine it's quite stressful. And I'm sure it still will be when you try and put a real life baby in oh, it yeah, for the first yeah, time. When <laughs> the doll was not wriggling around. <laughs> and trying to put the leg out through there and then the other leg out through that side. So, yeah, we've been getting properly prepared. I've got a whole lot of washing next to me because I've started washing all the things we've been given. I bought some washing liquids, some non-bio, big five-litre thing of washing because yeah. you do loads of washing, apparently. Yes. And I bought fabric softener because yeah. that's nice for them. What were the other wipes you bought? Oh, cheeky yeah, I bought wipes. the cheeky wipes, yeah. which are reusable but like wipes instead of using... Those other wipes that are not reusable. And what, so yeah, we've worked out we're basically <clears throat> the only thing we need now. We need to get the mattress for the Moses basket and, and the, the pram. pram. And Which I found a website that does, yeah, um, mattresses to size. And a car seat. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much... Yeah. Because we've, 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 we've gone... It seemingly feels like we've gone in the space for about two weeks from having nothing except the pram to yeah. having everything except a couple of things it was really just came together and which I was saying last night so we paid 18 pounds for our <laughs> Moses basket and pram <laughs> IVF we did for free and gave them two boxes of chocolates yeah. and then we've got just free secondhand stuff we've, from I everybody mean, financially we've really lucked out yeah especially considering the current climate where we are poor yeah it's been, we've been very lucky with our financial decisions in terms yeah. of baby buying so yeah we're kind of I feel I feel a bit more relaxed about all that stuff yes. now. Sort of getting everything out and getting organised yeah. in that way, and also I mean doing the NCT classes. I know you get some little vouchers and things like that, uh, kind yeah. of show bags, Lovely. with stuff in it, and they'll, they'll we'll get advice from there as well. So I think if there's other things we need to think about and do, yeah. then we will get pointed in a NCT direction. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but that's all I reckon for today. We're yeah. just having little. Check in, little catch up. Hi, Carl. Hi, Hannah. <laughs> I haven't actually seen you all day. You've been in the cupboard. Been in the I've cupboard. been so quiet in the it's front room. It's had to be so quiet. It's been very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just like it's in it's in mega countdown yeah, mode yeah. now. No, depending on when she comes out. Remember, yeah. As I read in the hypnobirthing book this week, there's no such thing as a late baby. Yes. That was the quote that really stood out to me for the from the whole book. Yeah. 
I think that to- it's, do you know when you just read a line in a book that totally changes your entire life's view on a thing yeah that was it that was on in that book that was the one because I remember like you're told your whole life that somebody gets pregnant for nine months then you you just you know that they're given a due date yeah in my head you just that just teaches you I think that what that makes you think is well that's the date the baby must come out yeah you know? what if it goes over that it must be bad and in reading that book you suddenly like hang on why have we got Due dates are different all around the world. There's different countries where they have like a 43 week. Yeah, pregnancy. and I was saying they're, they're not going to stay in there forever. Yeah, and like <laughs> surely the baby comes out when it's meant to come out. Your body knows what it's doing, and yeah. I just it had never even crossed my mind that that might just be a man-made figure that is just gone. Oh, we'll just do that. Seems about right. That seems like the average. Let's just yeah. get it out. And like, yeah, really, that that line really stuck with me. So now mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's, yeah, that was what I really, obviously I, I enjoyed all the hypnobirthing stuff and yeah. I think it's very good and valuable and I think it's worth trying. But that that really just changed my perception. There's no such thing as a late baby. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Oh, but there is as an early one, but not a late one. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> all right. So thank you for listening to us today. Um, we're on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, Instagram yeah. at Cheggers Pod. Um, Need to probably put more things up. Have yeah, you been putting good stuff no, up? No, I haven't been putting anything <laughs> up. <laughs> You're in charge of the social. I am. I'm doing, I think I've, I've failed on the social marketing Come campaign. On, we'll get on this. it this weekend. I'm really busy recording a book. Okay. <laughs> I've got to go to NCT classes. <laughs> right. But after that, I will. Okay. I'm now in a reclined position. Yes. I'm quite happy to wrap this up now because now I'm going to lie down for a bit. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you. We will tell you all about our NCT classes next week. Bye. Bye. Television history is contained within the box of delights. It was happening in front of us. Incredible. In our living rooms. It was amazing. Guests pick their favourite television moment and tell us why they love it. And is this the episode where Daisy's just been for the interview at the Woman's Magazine? Flaps. That's it, Flaps. Yeah. Named one of Radio Time's best podcasts of the year. I don't understand people who don't see the joy in drawing the curtains, mug of hot chocolate and something nice on TV. Like, what could be nicer than that? Than having a snuggle. Exactly. Nostalgia in bite-sized chunks. Box of delights from Great Big Owl. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.